You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein. Today I have with me Alan David Reed and Tani Wolf. Welcome. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for having us on your show. Excited to be with you. I'm so excited you are doing the show and you are calling in or zooming in or stream streamlining in all the way from Australia. We are. Yes. <laughs> it's morning other, here. Other side of the pond. It's just amazing. And Alan, you're originally from the United States, right? Yes. Yeah. In fact, I lived in Southern California for many years, so I know California and LA very well. Okay. So I'm going to introduce these amazing people to everybody. And then we're going to get into some questions about the 10 terrains of consciousness. So Alan David Reed and Tani Wolf are the co-creators of the 10 terrains model and authors of the book, introducing the 10 terrains of consciousness, understand yourself, other people and our world, which is being embraced and studied by people around the world as a new way to understand themselves more deeply and the shifts that are happening on the planet. After years of research, they are finally bringing their new model to the world to lead the way for a more harmonious future. American-born Alan David Reed is a global thinker and visionary. He was a pioneer in the field of virtual reality in Silicon Valley. He's worked as an architect, builder, planner, and environmental landscape designer, has extensive training in applied and quantum physics and all branches of science, is a historian, political analyst, and philosopher deeply schooled and studied in divination science and the esoteric Gnostic arts, and also a master dowser and shamanic intuitive. Australian Tani Wolf is a modern Renaissance woman. She has been a corporate lawyer, Oxford scholar, screenwriter, radio show host, personal development coach, workshop facilitator, Feldenkrais practitioner, high level writer, inspirational speaker, and public speaker, speaking mentor. She is a gifted communicator, storyteller, and linguist, and is highly skilled at understanding human dynamics in all forms. Together, they are here today to help you discover which terrain of consciousness you are at and to share how knowing this will enhance your life, accelerate your personal growth, improve your relationships, help you feel more empowered, and give you greater peace of mind about what is playing out in the world. Okay. So with all that said, you guys haven't done anything in your life. I think you need to start doing more. We've been a little bit busy. <laughs> Do you want to just tell the audience a little bit or a lot about what what is this all about? What are the 10 terrains of consciousness? Tell us about the book also. Well, the 10 terrains are, are looking at how each person is seeing the world and how they're, they're seeing reality. We really are inside of one consciousness as, as a quantum field. And inside of that field, we all have different perspectives, different lenses, different perceptual filters. And by knowing those filters, you get to understand how you're seeing the world and what you need to feel safe to be in the world. But equally important for those around you in your relationships, family or, or loved ones or spouses, you're able to get what they need to feel safe and what they need in order to uh, communicate effectively. So the, the big problem in a lot of cases with, with people is 
they're not understanding each other. They're in parallel universes and they're talking different languages. And so they're not really getting each other. And what we're offering with the 10 terrains model is an understanding of the different parallel universes people are in, including yourself, the language of that universe, uh, the memes of that universe, and, and really underneath it all, what is necessary for the person to feel heard, gotten, and safe inside of that world. And another way to explain it is to think of it as kind of like a map. It's a map of where you're at at this point of time in your personal evolutionary journey, your spiritual journey, your journey of growth and awareness and awakeness. And it's also a map of where we're at as a collective, as a civilization or as a country or as a group or as a society. So you can look at the terrain of consciousness that an individual person is at, where they're at on this continuum that you see above us. Mm -hmm. Each terrain is a very different way of relating to reality and a very different relationship with their own infinite self. It's kind of like the degree to which they have charge or filters that are blocking them from really being fully connected to the oneness that we all are under everything. It's like the degrees of, of layers that we all have caring about stories and our conditioning and our charge. And as, as they start to heal and we start to see the world in a more expanded way, we actually can sometimes shift from one terrain to the next terrain. So it's really an evolutionary journey that we're all on and there's no right or wrong. Everybody's exactly where they're meant to be. It's not better to be at one terrain or another. It's just a fabulous way to understand where you're at at this point in time in your personal journey and where the people around you are at relative to you. Maybe they see the world differently. And also to see what's playing out on our planet as a collective, as a culture at any moment in time, depending on what the prevailing terrain is of all of us as a group. So I'm looking at all these symbols, which are also beautiful. Can you take us through what the different terrains are? And I'm going to close the window. Yes. And I have to check because I think it might be going the other direction the way your viewers are seeing it. So I just want to check. Is it, are you seeing? I see uh, stars to my left. Or it looks like stars. I see yeah. an infinity sign almost all the way to my right. That way. So it's going the opposite of what we're seeing. So just if I get a bit confused and I do the wrong direction, that's why. <laughs> um, I'll go through them really quickly. And so we actually decided early on in this process to give each one very different symbols because you can see the, the symbols of really tell a story from separation through to unity. And you'll see that on, on some of the symbols, the first five symbols, there's actually a little dot. Let's see, there's a dot at the top of the pyramid and there's a dot at the bottom of the square and there's a dot on the side of the diamond. That dot represents you, the individual at that terrain and your relationship to the world around you. And you'll see that as we go from the fifth one diamond, the reflection-based terrain to the sixth one circle, the connection-based terrain, the dot disappears. Because one of the big shifts that happens as someone moves from diamond to circle is uh, a lot of the identity falls away and they become much more in a collaborative state and in a, in a community mindset and very much connected to the earth and to the web of life as a whole. And a lot of the individualist kind of thinking and the ego identity starting to fall off. And the second five, are actually much more inner focused um, terrains and the first five are more outer focused terrains. So you just start to see that represented in the images. So as I go through them, you'll see that. Is there anything you wanna say about that before? Well, they're, they're designed really uh, because the unconscious works with symbols. They're, they're actually telling your unconscious the entire story in, in a nanosecond uh, of where we're at in our journey and in really how we're moving back into our oneness. Exactly. So I can go through them quickly. Obviously, there's 10 of them and we could write a book about each one. Each one is a, basically a mystery school, a parallel universe. Think of it as a totally different operating system. So there's a lot to each one. I'm going to run through them super quickly so it will be very superficial, but you'll get a feeling for it. And okay, 
recognize the people around you. Okay. So the first one and the last one are really just bookends for the sake of completion. You're not going to meet any people at these terrains in our modern world, but they're just there to kind of give context. So the very first one, the matter-based terrain, all these little dots, we call that particle. And that's a terrain, think of a caveman who's just living purely in fear, living moment to moment in gut survival. There's not even any story. There's no meaning. It's just react, die, leave. Food. Yeah. They're living, so, I, I call it the ego. Well, the ego is fear-based. It is extreme uh, ego. I mean, and really, if we look at this continuum, you've got ego operating in its full capacity at one end. And if you will, infinite self, higher self, our infinite consciousness operating in its full capacity at the other end. In, in that case, ego is, is underneath it and, and uh, it's, it's essentially in the backseat. So, There's a spectrum from all the way of complete fear base that we see a particle to completely in surrender every moment at the other end. So each one is like slightly less degrees of that. So the second one we call the faith-based terrain, radial. And that is not really to do with religion or anything, even though the word faith is in it. It's really a, a terrain of fundamentalism. It's where you've given your power up so completely to something outside of yourself that you'll literally obey anything without thought because you believe your life depends on it. So this is a terrain you might find a suicide bomber or someone who's just really completely devoted without any choice even because they've just to so totally given their power to outside themselves. There's not many people at this point in time at that terrain, but there are some. And it could be magic and superstition, you know, any kind of tribal, giving yourself to a tribal leader. It's, it's, it's really a disempowered state. Yeah. And so the one after that, the will-based terrain pyramid, that's the triangle and got the guy at the top. This is a terrain where someone's really coming from scarcity mentality. It's very much a kind of Wild West mentality. Who's got the quickest gun will win. The way to feel safe is to amass as much power and wealth and control over other people as possible. So we've seen this through history in empire and dominion and conquest by one nation over another, and dominion over certain cultures. But it's even just happening just in our normal society. It's gangs and mafia leaders and gang leaders and a lot of the violence we're seeing in society, a lot of the deep anger is often coming from people at Pyramid, a lot of the clan warfare and the gang warfare. And even just like the guy on the street who's in the pub or in the bar and just grumbling about the government and he always feels hard done by and very victim consciousness. That's, that's really this terrain. And it's playing a purpose in our society, so we're not judging it, but it's just helpful to understand where someone's coming from. The terrain after that, the order-based terrain square, this is the terrain of a lot of people in our society. You, you would call it the mainstream. So the order-based terrain, the jump that happens as someone shifts from pyramid to square is instead of coming from self-interest and how can I survive, you start to think of the highest good of the collective of society and you want to be part of a smoothly running society where there are laws that are fair and equal for all and we see democracy and we see a lot of the political systems have come in at square and it's really about how can I contribute to this society so that it functions smoothly and so people tend to often stay in the same jobs their whole life because they see their role very clearly to fit into society and this is how I'm going to contribute and so it's a lot of you know what we've grown up with and it, it, the, the mainstream that the western culture really was at square until about the 1960s as a prevailing terrain and we can look back from sort of the start of the industrial era to about the 60s we've been sitting at square as a collective but we've shifted into diamond since then and so people who have who are at diamond the big shift that comes from square to diamond which is called the reflection based terrain is that instead of always doing what your society thinks you should do or your parents think you should do or believing in institutions and government 
you're really starting to think for yourself and decide, I decide who I am. I create my own identity. This is a terrain of identity. We see gender exploration. We see, we see exploration of career path. People doing entrepreneurial stuff, creating their whole new industries. We see technological innovation. We see decentralizing of information. The society we live in now, the internet, all the kind of customization we're seeing is all coming because we're at Diamond now and it's all about thousands and millions of opinions rather than everybody reading the same encyclopedia. And so that's really what's happening in our Western world at the moment. The shadow side of that is a disconnection from nature and a disconnection from self and a disconnection from community. So a lot of the problems we're seeing are also coming from the fact that we're at Diamond, but also a lot of the gifts of our current culture. So the big shift that happens as we move from diamond to circle, as someone or as a culture moves from diamond to circle, it's really the shift from the reflection-based terrain to the connection-based terrain. It's a shift from head to heart. It's from outer focus to inner focus. Instead of caring about your identity and what other people think of you, it's now being sourced from the inside. What is my heart telling me? What is my body telling me? How can I connect more to the earth? It's a sense of being connected to the web of life to the animals, to the other people, to the community. It's very collaborative terrain. We're starting to see pockets of communities around the world that have a prevailing terrain at Circle. They tend to be alternative communities. We happen to live in one of those, and it's very different than living in a mainstream city at Diamond or at Square. So now we're shifting from Circle to Spiral. This is called the coherence-based terrain. This is a terrain where someone's sense of connection to the web of life deepens to now a connection to the entire cosmos multidimensionally. And these are people who are working on multidimensional levels. And it's not just a concept or something they've read in the book. It's really embodied. And they're always trying to come into full coherence and alignment on all levels of their being, their higher knowing, their body, their gut, their heart. And it's very much a terrain of working deeply on your inner self, knowing that you're creating your own reality and really taking self-responsibility for what's showing up in your life. A lot of people at this terrain are working with energy, but you can work at energy to other terrains, but they're coming from a very inwards focused ownership, self-ownership place. And then the terrain after this, the fractal-based terrain toroid, this is a terrain where um, a lot of like the great teachers have come from, a lot of the great religious teachers, the, the scientific geniuses, the Walter Russells of the world, the Nikola Teslas. It's a terrain where you really have a deep knowing of the quantum field and the, co the collective oneness that we all are in a really embodied way, not just as an idea. And as a result of that, someone at Torrid really has a deep sense of trust. They really know that life has their back. They're stopping to trying to control the world from their ego and they're very much showing up in service. And then the terrain after that, the unity-based terrain, infinity, this is when you think of someone who's an enlightened being, like a Buddha, this is their terrain. It's very much a place where you're completely surrendered in every moment to the divine will, but in the opposite way that someone at Radial is that we saw at the very beginning where yeah. they've given up their power. At this point, it's like, I am creator. And these people are very humble. They no longer have any agenda. They're not trying to achieve anything in the world. They're just in a state of being. They're very quiet. They're not the big spiritual teachers on the planet. Those tend to be at Diamond, maybe at Spiral. People at Infinity are just quiet. And actually, they are around. It's not just Buddha. Like, I've met people at Infinity. They exist, maybe 0.01% of the population, but you're not really going to see them. But when you're around them, you feel very calm because mm -hmm. they're feel, there's no ego. They're just, a, they're just a vessel for, like, divine will. So they're very beautiful to be around. Lots of light. Yeah. Lots of light and just this oh, humility and they're just so in service. There's no more fear. There's no more thoughts. And then the terrain beyond that, uh, which is really just there as a bookend, as I said at the beginning, the, the void-based terrain, no thing. This is the terrain of like beings like ascended masters that they're no longer even in corporeal form. They've cleared all the charge that was even keeping them in physical form, all the beliefs about food and oxygen. 
They're just beyond all of that. They're beyond even unity. So that's just there for completion. You're probably not going to meet anyone on that terrain, but you never know. <laughs> so that's just a quick run through all of them. Did I leave anything out? Well, that's really good. Uh, what we would also add is that there are alternation, they alternate between masculine and feminine, but they also alternate between individual and collective. And so as the group moves, as, as a society moves, the focus is, is at this time diamond, which is everybody's kind of looking at themselves individually. At Square, we're more concerned about our group as a collective. And as we come to circle, we start to again go back to how we are operating as a collective. So they there's a yin and yang quality to these uh, as we move through them. So there's a lot of symmetry across the entire model. Mm. So one of my questions for you guys is about the Enneagram, which is totally different. Um, but I know, cause I want to ask you some relationship questions, obviously, cause you're on love talk live. So I know the Enneagram, it's so helpful in relationship in a romantic relationship to know what your Enneagram number is. I can see how this is very different, like I said. Can you talk about this in a relationship and also feel free to let us know what you guys are and I know you guys were in a relationship and now you're not, so feel free to, to share all of this with us. I'm just gonna start because your point about the Enneagram is really excellent. I'm someone like you who really loves all these systems. I, I know my Myers-Briggs, I know my Enneagram, I know my disc, I know my human design you know like and i always know that about all people around me and anyone i'm dating and people in my life and they're very very helpful their star sign like their human design like it's all important it's really crucial to understand the person that you're choosing to be in relationship with and what's running them and how they're operating the terrain is actually different because the terrain is more like your age like you're 20 years old but you're an enneagram three and then you're 35 years old but you're still an enneagram three I'm blonde at the age of 20 and I'm blonde at the age of 35 and I've got green eyes. The, like the things that we come in with, our personality type, our cognitive functions, our star sign, our colouring, our build, that stays with us. And yes, it matures in how we express that. And so as we get older, we get more mature. As we shift terrains, some people will actually shift terrains during the course of their life, maybe move from square to diamond or diamond to circle. Maybe they'll move two or three times, shift terrain. It's a massive shift. The way they show up and express their Myers-Briggs personality type or express their Enneagram or express their horoscope or whatever it is you're looking at is going to be different because their awareness is going to be coming from a more expanded state. So it's it's useful to know, but it's different. So if you're in relationship with someone, obviously you're going to want to understand the person and how they think and their cognitive functions and their emotional responses, are they introverted or they extroverted, are they a perfectionist, all that kind of stuff. And most of us have done a lot of work looking at that. But often, even if you choose someone who's highly compatible with you on a personality level, an Enneagram level, all of those things, you're still finding there's problems because you're actually coming from a different terrain or you started out at the same terrain and then one of you had a big experience which caused you to awaken over a period of time. Maybe you had a health condition or you lost a member of your family and you've shifted and the other person hasn't and you started out at the same terrain but you no longer are. And so it's not enough to just understand their personality type. It's really helpful to understand the terrain of your partner. Well, and the, the, the terrain, I mean, the, the personality types really are living on top of the terrain. The terrain is like underneath, like the land underneath all the trees. And you can think of these different personality systems as the trees and the plants. Those personality types are going to show up differently depending on the soil underneath them, the terrain underneath them. So even though you might be a three Enneagram at square, 
you're going to express that in a different way than if you are a diamond. And so, yes, they do continue with you, but they also express a little bit differently. So understanding the fundamentals underneath it, the, the terrain, which really gives rise to your perceptions and your values and your beliefs, all of that is filtering and coloring all of these systems. So it's really important to, to have this as the foundation in order to understand really the lens through which somebody is coloring that three or, or coloring, you know, their, you know, whatever their, their Myers-Briggs uh, result. Yeah, and you, you asked about us. I mean, we were an interesting example because often people are together and they're very compatible in their personality types, but their terrain is very different, so they're having challenges. We actually have the opposite problem. Our terrain is very aligned, which is why we can do this work with seeing the world from the same place. But our personalities are total opposites and very incompatible, and it was very challenging for us in relationship together. But because we're both at a fairly expanded terrain and done a lot of work on ourselves, we were able to let go of the human differences and stay in service to this work that's coming through us. So we were able to choose to keep working together and to honor that, you know, we, we, you know we've been lucky enough for this information to come through us, and it's come through the collective field between us. And so even though we had a lot of human differences and arguments because our personalities and our brains work differently and our emotional wiring, and our attachment styles and our minds, brings all like you wouldn't be with that person. It's not a match. But we were brought together for the very reason that because we have such opposite brains and opposite ways of seeing the world, it meant that when we were asking this question of what is underneath the differences between people, what is really going on on this planet beneath the surface, because we're so opposite in how we think, we were actually able to see the picture very completely, which is, I think, why we were brought together. Yeah, so even though it made it difficult on an interpersonal level, it made the work come through in a really profound way. But because we're at a terrain that's very similar, we were able to, when we needed to clear the personal stuff that was coming out, do, do holographic clearings, to clear it from our timeline, from our childhoods or from our past lives, and to constantly clear the human stuffs. And every time it comes up, which it still does from time to time, we just clear it so that we can come back to be in service of the work. It's kind of clear that spirit uh, brought us together in hindsight and, and really needed to have two eyes as far apart as possible in order to see this. And so that's challenging in some cases uh, until you really understand it. And even then, sometimes it's a, it's a navigation. So, yeah, it's a constantly coming back to surrendering, to being... Uh, in, in a state of, of uh, love, service, and, uh, and being humble. So just so, for fun, what are your Enneagram numbers and your astrological signs? <laughs> I'm a Gemini. Everybody thinks I'm a seven, but I'm actually a three. Okay. <laughs> I'm an ENFP, my And I'm uh, eight, a Libra, and uh, Ian uh, TJ. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what's your love language, as long as you're doing this? Total opposites. Um, opposite. I, I would say acts of service, but I also quality time's big. Um, yeah, and you know, the, the others are there too, but uh, I think quality time's kind of really sort of edging out now. Your mind's words of affirmation and touch. <laughs> okay. And but we're the same human design, we're both manifesting generators. So that's what You're both manifesting what? Manifesting generators in the human design, which is another system similar to horoscopes. And I could ask you five million more questions about your love voice, but let's get back to. <laughs> There'll be another show. Um, let's get back to some more questions about this. Um, so, can you? Um, you talked about how your terrains can change throughout 
your life. Um, let's see. How can... Okay, let's say you start dating somebody and you're curious what their terrain is. Do you like send them the link? <laughs> Do you say on the first date, take this test because I cannot go on a second date unless I know your terrain. When, when would you bring up the terrain? Depends how open the person is to that kind of stuff. Like I'm single at the moment, so when I'm dating people, I'm not really sending them links, but I'm, I'm listening for, you know, are they an intuitive or are they a sensory? Because I'm an N and I need to be with an N. You know, are they expressive? Are they emotional? Are they extroverted or introverted? And because I understand the 10 terrains, I can get a sense of their terrain very quickly, just like someone who's an expert in, in the Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram can get a sense of someone's Enneagram. So it's really like the more you understand this stuff, like if you take the time to do the quiz, which you can do at 10terrains.com, you'll get a 40-page report. You can learn about your own terrain really deeply. And after you've spent some time really sitting with your own terrain and you understand its gifts, its lessons, its challenges, where you're at in your own spiritual journey, then it's worth to take time to read the book and learn about the other nine terrains, start to watch some of our videos, and we're going to be offering some courses so that people can start to really get better and better at recognising. You might not be 100% accurate, but you'll be in the ballpark of where someone's at. And obviously, once you know them, if, if you're already married to someone or you know someone well, you can say, hey, I just did this fun thing. Do you want to do it too? And then you can find out really precisely where they're at. And But it's not the death knell if you're at a different terrain, it's just it helps you to understand because right. you might find yourselves having arguments, especially in the tricky areas like health stuff or the coronavirus. Like people are responding so differently to the current crisis. Like we've done a whole series of videos about how each terrain is is dealing with this, and they're very different. And you could be in a massive argument with someone. So, you know, or if you're facing a health challenge or something big. It's really helpful to understand where they're coming from, but you can still navigate that. You just need the information in order to navigate it. Yeah, because you know, people have limitations. Exactly. Well, like I was, I was saying at the beginning, really each of these terrains has a lens that's looking for a place of being safe, and it's the ego inside of that that's looking to be safe. So, really, getting that understanding of the other person is is going to allow the conversation to flow and. I was having a conversation the other day with a colleague and, and, and the question is never asked, what do you need here to feel safe you know, between people? And so when we get each other's needs, our safety needs, if you will, fundamentally, what they're gonna then be able to do is open up and hear you. Most of the time people are kind of feeling attacked and defending and, and on the back foot. And, and it's, it's only because they're not feeling that you're you're addressing what they need in order to relax and open up. And also this question really also plays out differently depending on the two terrains involved. So the first six terrains are what we call single truth terrains or single frame terrains. And so if the two people are at one of those who say one person's at square and one person's at circle or one person's a diamond and one person's a square, it's, it's a little bit harder to be okay with that because these are terrains where we need other people to see the world the same way that we do because we're really attached to how we feel and how we see the world and how we, what we think. So it's really crucial to have this information if you're at one of those terrains because you could be having major roadblocks with someone. If someone's already um, come through spiral, the coherence-based terrain, and is it spiral or toroid, they're in a very different place in their life where they're less attached to what other people think are the less attached to being right. They really see that how everybody fits in perfectly into the tapestry of the whole. So they don't really, they don't, they're very non-judgmental at that point in their journey. So they could probably happily be with someone who's a pyramid or square and navigate that fairly well. But if there's two people who are at one of these single frame terrains, it's 
definitely a much bigger issue because we need the other person to really get us and we need to feel like everyone's on the same page and we need to feel that we're right and it's really helpful to know that there's actually a profound reason why they may not want you to get chemotherapy and you want to get it or they may want to wear a mask and you really don't and it's a deep reason and it's not the same reason uh-oh you guys there? You guys froze. You're there. Okay. I heard it's not the reason why. <laughs> Something like that. You were. Do you want to just continue where you left off? I don't know what point. It's okay. I was like. <laughs> uh, well, what I wanted to say about everything you're saying is, you know, I was saying before about limitations that people have limitations and we don't judge and that's okay. They're doing the best, everybody's doing the best that they can. And so I can see how that would be very difficult to navigate a relationship where someone is a square or a triangle and the other one is the infinity sign. I don't remember what you call that. Mm -hmm. um, but yet the person at the infinity sign, what do you call the that picture? Yeah, they're an infinity. Well, infinity-based infinity So, I do believe if someone was there, they would have so much compassion and understanding and non-judgment that it actually probably could work. Because they're yeah. but they're on such different levels. Of but they're they never going to feel understood, but it will still be yeah. okay. It's still workable because the person will be coming from such non-judgment. It's workable. Right. Yeah, well, the, the person at, at the unity-based terrain is really holding a field within themselves of, of acceptance and love so that the other person is really not going to feel their stuff brought up as much. It's when you've got people that are close but different that they're kind of triggering each other mm -hmm. um, just because of their, their, their field, uh, the energy in the field, because really what's, what's holding you in these terrains is a bundle of charge. You really want to get into the science of it. We're, we're electrical beings and, and we're really held in place in these terrains by a charge bundle of thoughts and beliefs and traumas and stories and everything that we've taken on you know, over time. And so you've got two of these bundles of energy sitting near each other. They're kind of agitating each other and triggering each other unconsciously in many cases and sometimes consciously. When you become more expanded and you start to, to heal and drop that charge away, you actually aren't bringing stuff up for the other person um, as, as readily because they're feeling more accepted just by being in your field, by being in your presence. And I definitely would agree with what Alan's saying that particularly the terrains that are next to each other of those first six. So if one person was a square and the other one was a diamond or one was a diamond and the other one was circle or one was pyramid and one was square and, and you're in relation with someone at the next terrain, Often someone is expanding relative to the previous terrain they were at. So they're in some senses, in some ways rejecting that way of living because they no longer, it no longer serves them, it no longer feels right for them, they, they've expanded beyond it. And there can be a lot of friction between those two. It's like people at Diamond are in reaction to Square. They don't want to follow authority. They don't want to put their money in banks. They don't want to believe in institutions. Like There's a bit of charge between them. And people at Square can be very scared that everyone at Diamond's innovating so quickly and they can't keep up and their sense of financial security is being rocked because there's so much entrepreneurialism and risk involved. And so you can see a lot of clashes, especially intergenerationally. We see that a lot. Like there's the parents at Square and they want their child to do the same career their whole life. And this child's like, now I'm this identity, now I'm that identity and now I'm a goth and now I'm gay and now I'm this and now I'm doing this career path and the parents are freaking out because they can't understand it because the person's coming right. from the top of the terrain. And so we do find that if people are at 
if you're in a relationship and you're at diamond and someone's a square or you're at circle and someone's a diamond, it's going to be harder. So you really need to understand this because you are pushing each other's buttons in a lot of ways. Mm, it is so fascinating. Mm. Um, can you guys tell us a little bit more about maybe the details of the book? The book is available. When was it published and how can people well, get it? The book's been out for a while. We uh, really have been asked over and over to develop a, a way for people to understand where they're at. And so we prepared this quiz that's automated now on our website, 10 Terrains, and I can spell that for your listeners, T-E-N-T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S.com. And, and by taking the quiz, you get to really see, because part of knowing yourself is knowing where you're at. And so it's a back way into know thyself. So getting your perspective on reality is, is a beginning point and then reading your report to understand how you're uh, viewing these terrains from that point of view is essential. The book is really the overall introduction to the model and it will give you a good uh, overview of, of uh, many of the things we, we have yet to talk about, prevailing terrains and how this all came to be and, and the kind of the context and the science of the model, but also the depth of each of the terrains. So that as you have conversations with people, as you begin to, to know this material, uh, you really can very quickly in a couple minutes get a sense of someone just by the words they're using. Because like I said, each of these terrains has its own language and you can hear it very clearly in the person. Uh, the book is available online, uh, all the major online booksellers, uh, go in any bookstore and order it. Uh, we do have links on our website to it. So going to the 10terrains.com website is a great place to begin because you have access to the links to all of our uh, social media. Uh, YouTube is a great resource for all of our videos and they're a, a good teaching uh, tool to get a sense of this as well. By the COVID uh, series we just released gives you an insight into how each of these terrains and a very practical and grounded example of what this world's going through in the recent time. Uh, you can actually see how each of these terrains is, is, is looking through the lens they're each looking through uh, so that you get a sense of, uh, of the, the model. And on our website, for people who aren't such big readers, we actually have a two-hour presentation where we go through each terrain and we talk about the bigger picture of this work. But the book is useful because there's a chapter going into each terrain in detail. And then the second half of the book, we start to apply it to political systems and economic systems and history and what's happened in the world. Because as a collective culture, we've moved through these terrains. And what we found is that people are drawn to this work for very different reasons. So we've really seen three main reasons. The first one is for personal reasons. Like, I've had a major awakening and I don't want to do the same job anymore and I don't relate to the thing I was the people and I don't resonate with the same thing. What's going on? Am I going mad? And then people do our quiz and they go, oh, I just had a terrain shift. That's all that happened. And then they read the report and it explains, you know, that the things that are happening, the new lessons that they're here to learn because they've come through a portal and now they're in a different school and there's new lessons that they're here to learn and new challenges that they didn't face before, but also new gifts that they're here to bring. And so it's really helpful for an individual, especially people who are spiritual seekers or who are really interested in personal growth and really want to know themselves. Like if you're, we call you a thirsty plant, we are both also thirsty plants. Like if you're a thirsty plant, you really want to know yourself. This is a fantastic thing to do for yourself to understand where you're at, where you used to be when you're younger years and maybe where you're headed. Because in our report, we'll say if you're currently shifting in the middle of shifting from one terrain to the next, that's really helpful to know. And then the second reason people tend to be drawn to this work is for relationship stuff, whether it's at their workplace with their colleagues or with their husband or their partner or with their friends or their family. Any kind of clash that's not really just coming from personality that's deeper, 
This is really helpful as we've been talking about for that. But the third reason that people tend to come to this work is if they're really upset with what's happening in the world and they don't understand it. You can start to come to see the terrain that political leaders are coming from and you can start to see the terrain that different economic systems are coming from. Things that are playing out in the world start to make sense. And we, we're doing some videos on our YouTube channel about what's happening in the world. The big shift that's happening at the moment during this COVID crisis is actually subtle terrain shifts starting to happen in a global sense. And so it's really juicy stuff for people who are kind of political and bigger thinkers. So it's there's really three different entry points into this. And, and for many people that are you know having a spiritual awakening and, and evolving, because our, our society is, is sort of still coming on board, they really do feel misunderstood and they feel very alone. And we hear this again and again that people are not finding others or seldom finding others that, that feel the same way or and so they, they, they feel misunderstood they feel isolated uh for that reason we're we're in the future looking here to build a community for people that are really spiritually awakened and, and, and an online community that right. can allow them to meet each other and actually see that yeah we're all in this together because there is a very uh you know very strong um process that we're all going through and so once we we get that then it's it's straightforward yeah so for example what alan's talking about we get a lot of people do our quiz who come out of the coherence based terrain spiral they, be, they tend to be very drawn to this work people who are either at circle moving to spiral or who are also already at spiral but they're probably only two percent of the population so they do the quiz, they come out at spiral, they go, oh my God, finally something explains everything I've experienced for the last 10 years. And they cry and they write to us saying, I'm in tears, I feel so seen, I feel so understood. But how can I meet other people who see the world like this? Because everyone right. around me think, thinks I'm a bit strange. So for some of your listeners, if you feel like you've had a lot of spiritual awakenings and you're seeing the world very differently from the people around you, you actually can get a lot of sense of self-love and self-compassion from finding out that actually you've just been through a terrain shift. Lots of other people have too. It's actually quite a normal thing. Yeah, it's not a People don't know about it, so they think you're weird, but it's actually quite normal. And there's millions of people, because 2% of people are still millions of people. There's millions of people like you who see the world the same way. And that's why we're so excited to, that we're starting to work now on building an online community, because we've had so many people ask us for it, because they may not have anyone. They may live in a, in a country that's still at square, like in Australia, we're still at square as a collective, the mainstream, you know, or they may live in a city where it's a very diamond culture, or they may live in an alternative circle community, but they're not at that terrain, so they don't quite gel and they can find a way to work with it but it's just nice to be around people who really get you yeah it always is always is <laughs> well it's so fascinating i will definitely tell people in my life about it my clients first i was thinking that i was just going to say i'd be happy to share this with my couples but also individuals just in general with their relationships in their life and then their they'll know it for their future romantic relationships as well. So everybody can benefit from this. So yeah, it's, it's, it's universal. I mean, really, this is, this is fundamental knowledge to, to navigating life just in your own evolution, but certainly with all of the relationships you have, personal, professional, uh, intimate or otherwise, it just, this will just allow things to really become more harmonious uh, a lot more allowance and 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 uh, acceptance will come about. And I'd also say one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately because I'm in a lot of groups where we're doing different group processes and learning stuff together. And I'm noticing that you know the the group has its own terrain. And so if you're someone who's running personal growth courses or workshops and you're trying to market to people who actually resonate with your work, it's really helpful to know the terrain that you're at and the terrain of your audience. 
so that you can put put your offerings in language that will really land with them and vibrate with them and resonate with them. And so you can have a group of people in the room who are fairly aligned with each other and on the same page and then just the, the stuff that yeah. can happen is amazing. So it's useful to even understand the terrain of the groups that you're running. And in any of your products, I mean, the, the product itself, the service you're offering as a coach has its own terrain. I mean, if it's a, if you're doing some spiritual energetic process, that's probably more of a spiral uh, of frequency. If it's, if it's something more mental or intention based or visualization, that could be more of diamond. So knowing that is also part of, of, of the equation so that everything lines up. So much. Fantastic, incredible information. Thank you guys for coming on the show again. And just one more time, your website where people can buy the book, see your socials, do the test, the quiz. Yeah, I would uh, go to tenterrains.com and it's T-E-N-T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S, tenterrains.com. And once you're there, you'll see links to the quiz, videos, YouTube, uh, the book and everything. Lots of, there's lots of juicy stuff, lots of free stuff there as well. Wonderful. And as always, if anybody needs to contact me, you can see me at therelationshipexpert.com. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. This was actually this evening in California or tomorrow morning, <laughs> tomorrow morning in Australia. Um, yeah, in the future, we come to you from the future. Yeah, thank you. It is. Really uh, sharing with you this morning. Thank you so much. It was, um, I loved learning from you guys um, and can't wait for my viewers to see this and hope you, um, you'll share it with your people as well. And this was so great. So have a wonderful day. And then anybody else in the United States or anywhere else where it's evening, have a wonderful evening and join us every week on Love Talk Live. Thanks guys so much. Thanks, Jamie. Bye. Thanks for doing such amazing work for relationship with the world. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>